Hello, everyone. I am Ben Johnson, the host of the Perpetual Chess Podcast, and more importantly, this very podcast, How to Chess, brought to you by Chessable. And this week, we feature a special guest. He is GM Davarin Koyasevich, a grandmaster, author, trainer. He wrote two acclaimed and popular books, Beyond Material, which is now available on Chessable, and his new book, How to Study Chess on Your Own, Creating a Plan That Works and Sticking to It. It's drawing rave reviews. There's tons of actionable study plans and discussion of how to approach chess study in it. So I definitely recommend that book. And Davern is joining us today in order to answer our first listener question. So at Mr. Jim Jones 71 chimed in on Twitter. And if you have a question to ask, by the way, feel free to email howtochess at chessable.com or hit us up on social media. We are happy to help out with any chess study question or sort of uh, study management question that you may have. So Jim's question was, how do you go over Grandmaster games? Now, obviously, everyone's told to go over games. We know it's a good thing, but there are lots in the details that can be tricky. So we've got a few questions to break that down further. Uh, but first, let's welcome Daverin to the show. Daverin, thanks for helping out here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so we are going to dive into, I've broken Jim's question down into some components that I think will be helpful to myself and to our viewers and listeners. Daverin, are you ready to dive in? Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's do it. So question number one, Daverin, is how much time to spend when analyzing a game? So let's say you have 90 minutes to look at chess games on a given day. Is it better to look at six games quickly or is it better to look at one game in depth? Uh. For me, it would be one game in depth, or let's say preferred depth over going over more games, because the nature of this kind of study is that you want to uh, understand the game well, right? So if you go kind of superficially over many games, you might miss important uh, things, uh, like you know how uh, this grandmaster made the decision, uh, which uh, candidate moves he considered, uh, what was important in the position for him. And um, if you do it for, let's say, one or two games within those 90 minutes, I think you, you can pick up these things uh, much more effectively than if you do it, uh, you know, kind of superficially. Okay, good advice. Now, Davron, I think that the problem that a lot of people run into is that you might be reading an annotated book, but even in an annotated book, unless they explain every move, there are going to be moves you don't understand. So what do you advise if a club player is looking at a game and just there's a series of moves or a single move that they just have no idea why it was played? How can they try to figure it out? Because obviously that's where the learning takes place. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Uh, it's a good thing if you don't understand something because it means you will learn something. Uh, now, you can do it uh, if you analyze it a little bit on your own. Maybe something will come up, some idea. Maybe if you go through the game, like for the next five or ten moves, or you see the whole game, and then later you see maybe why uh, this player played this move. Maybe it's not obvious immediately, but as you play a couple of more moves, then, then it becomes clear. Uh, but if you really cannot figure it out from the annotations or on your own, uh, the last resort, of course, uh, is the engine. Uh, but I would really use the engine in this kind of study um, as the last thing. But if you use your mind, even if you try to figure it out on your own, but you do not manage to, you still have, you know, the thought process was there, yeah? So you will, you will still learn something from it. 
Yeah, that's good advice. And of course, the engine the engine does play into this, but um, um, that that's something I'd like to talk about more. But there's also these situations where it's not like an engine answer. You know, it might be like a prophylactic move where you're trying to prevent your opponent's plan or a more closed position where engines are better than they've ever been in terms of providing insight about what they're doing. But there still can often be that feeling like, what is this move all about? Um, so do you have any guidelines for how long, like you say, okay, 40, maybe 45 minutes per game if we're going to do two games in 90 minutes, and we're just totally flummoxed by a move. We just don't understand what on earth is this, this pawn to h3 move? What is it preventing? So how long should we spend trying to figure it out before we get to the rest of the game? No, a couple of minutes. I mean, you shouldn't, unless it's some combination or something, uh, just a couple of minutes to try to figure it out on your own. And then uh, check uh, check with the annotations and uh, move on. I would say because you know even in in those uh, games, uh, strong players have not maybe played the best moves. You know, it could be some move that's uh, as they say, toilet move. You know, you play a move, you get rid of it, you go <laughs> and you go for a walk. Uh, not Run not truly, bathroom, but I mean, yeah. you don't have to figure out every single move as long as you know what the main ideas were in different stages of the game. I think it's it's fine. Okay, and obviously if it's a more tactical position, if things are flying around, then the engine is just going to be spot on in terms of, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, if, if you, and you can always make a sort of, like, dummy move. Like, in fact, if you're using a program like ChessBase, you can hit the key X and it'll show you what the other side will do um, if it's their move. Um, I think a lot of people are using tools like Chess24's analysis or Lee Chess or something like that. And for those, um, you can just find the most non... Like move your king over one square or move a rook pawn one move. And then it'll tell you what the opponent's next move will be. And sometimes that's helpful as well. But I think that Daverin's uh, point of uh, not torturing yourself is uh, is also important. And Daverin, you know, this is a, a quick hitting show, but I still would love to hear what was your own experience with learning from Grandmaster Games? Uh, it was different at different stages, I would say. When I was uh, starting out, uh, I mostly read books uh, with, uh, you know, collections of games of Alekhin and uh, Kasparov, Karpov, and all of these uh, players from the past. Uh, these days, I like to look at games of contemporary grandmasters because, uh, you know, modern chess is slightly different than the chess from the from the past, obviously. But... Uh, I would say when I was younger, when I learned the most, my main goal was, as I said before, to try to understand why they made decisions that, that they made. I think this is the key. Uh, in my opinion, this should be the main goal when you're going over these games, not to particularly learn strategy per se, uh, because I think you learn a lot of things. You learn about openings and end games and strategy and tactics. You can learn about everything when you go through a game, but simply to try to understand their thought process. And this helps you, maybe not after you know uh, one or two sessions, maybe not after ten, but over time, I think it helps you to pick up these these uh, patterns, you know how how these strong players uh, think. Okay, great advice. So stick with it, even if you feel like you know you look through a game and you feel like I didn't necessarily learn something, stick with it. And, you know, the lessons may be being absorbed on a subconscious level. And I know that there's lots of strong players who've said that, you know, they just go through reams of games. And yeah, even yeah. if it doesn't make sense at first, sooner or later it does. And my last big question for you, Davern, is how is it different when it's your own game? Everyone says, analyze your games, analyze your games. Now, is that the same sort of treatment? I mean, obviously, 
one would have a bit more of a window into why the moves were played, at least for your own side. But but how would you adapt that advice for analyzing one's own games? No, I think it's different. Uh, at least the goals are different uh, in a way, because when you analyze your own games, the main idea is to uh, try to understand where you made mistakes, uh, at least in my view, and then try to improve these mistakes as you, as you go on. But um, when you analyze... Um, games of other players you want to pick up the the good things yeah uh so that you can incor- incorporate them into your own game but when it comes to analyzing the pure chess content of of your own game or a game of a you know master game uh i think the process is very similar you want to get into the depth right to understand the position as well as you can uh and uh, so there are some similarities some differences uh, but overall, I think both practices are very important to improve as a chess player. Okay, yeah. And what about engine use when going over your own games? How, how should one approach that? Uh, yeah, I actually did explain this in, in this, uh, my recent book, How to Study Chess on Your Own. Uh, probably it should come as the last thing, as a check of your own uh, analysis of your own games. But sometimes you can use it while you analyze, if you're an experienced analyst, you can use the engine while you analyze because it's a bit quicker and you just have to make sure that it doesn't interfere with your own uh, thought process. So Davern, of course, Chessable is known for its space repetition, proprietary move trainer technology. Now, as I think about going over games, one thing I wonder is, is it a good idea to review a game multiple times? Like if you see a game that really makes an impression, um, is it is it good to come back and look at it later or just plow through them and keep going? Absolutely, yeah. Especially if you see a game that could be like a model game for something uh, that really impressed you. Uh, you can review it like, let's say, uh, maybe in a couple of days or then in a couple of weeks. Uh, and and uh, this reminds me, you know, when I was younger, I, I used to reread my my books, like with these master games, uh, because there were no many good books, yeah. So I just had to reread them. But I, I did sort of a space repetition because I was going back to to my old, you know, favorite games, and uh, that way I think it helped me reinforce these learnings uh, and remember these these games better. Good stuff. And of course, by model games, Davern means like if you're, say, you're trying to learn the King's Indian, so you're looking at a bunch of Gligorich or Kasparov games or something like that, you find a game that you find particularly instructive about the way they handled the opening. And then you say, okay, you know, I study a lot of games, but I'm going to really study that one. Um, I'm going to study that one multiple times, um, which calls to mind one other question, Davern. Uh, should we target games from the openings we play, or is it better to read sort of a big tome with a wide variety of games like Alekhine's Collected Games or Zurich 1953 or something like that? No, definitely there is a benefit to this approach that you study the games from your own openings that you play. But I think when it comes to master games, you have to uh, see the variety of ideas, openings, uh, playing styles. I think that's the greatest benefit you, you will get from such games. Okay, so do look at go- games from your openings, but not only games from your openings. Yes. So, Daverin, we are out of time, but th- those were some amazing insights. I hope that Jim Jones and everyone watching and listening 
uh, learned as much as I did about sort of the proper way to analyze both Grandmaster games when you're trying to learn from the masters and their own games. Thank you, Dabarin, for your insights. Thanks. It was a pleasure. And as always here on How to Chess, I'd like to share three bullet points, three takeaways that I learned from this quick-hitting but uh, informative conversation with Grandmaster Davarin Kolyasevich. So number one is when you're analyzing games, you want to emphasize depth over breadth. Just look at a couple games in detail. That's going to be more helpful than just flying through games. So as we discussed, if you're doing 90 minutes a day, 45 minutes on two games, would be great, but obviously the more time you have, the the, the deeper you can dig. Um, number two is the engine should be used as a last resort. Of course, it's a great tool and we're glad to have it, but um, you want to try to generate your own thought processes because that's what's ultimately going to make you a better player. But ultimately, if you're stumped, we've only got 45 minutes for a given game, it's okay to turn on the engine and try to figure it out from there. And point number three I thought was super insightful about reviewing the games, especially us adults with lots going on in our lives. We're not necessarily going to remember the finer points of every game that we review. So it's important to come back to the games that can be particularly useful for uh, model games, as Davarin said. So always good, good to utilize space repetition and come back and make sure that you are absorbing um, all that there is from a given instructive game. So thanks for tuning in to How to Chess, everyone, and we will catch you all next time. Mm-hmm.